Hello, welcome back to Sister Love. This is your favorite Red or Rainbow. I'm here with you for a 2020 wrap up. As you know, we started yesterday with the countdown. We started talking about not leaving opportunities on the table and seeing about your financial wellness. Well, today, as we move along in our days to 2021, we are going to broach the topic of slowing down. You heard it first, slowing down. So the reason why I chose the topic of slowing down to explore for a 2020 wrap up is I would say midway through this year, one of the tools that helped me stop reacting to trigger responses, overreacting to maybe silliness, whether it was in my personal life or at the job, because we all know personalities exist everywhere, um, and as they should, but you know what I mean. And over analyzing in my brain and rehearsing and ruminating over things that I had no control over, the only thing that helped me get through that, and when I say help get through, I mean self-soothe, was slowing down. Um, it was over the summer, I was playing one of my favorite games on my laptop, and it's it's, it's like a jewel game. Um, they have different themes, like the theme that I'm playing in is a Roman theme, and so every time you get the jewels to match up um, in all types of difficulty levels, you get to build more into this Roman kingdom or empire, if you will, since we're talking about Roman. And one day, I just slowed down. It was one of those where you've got 50 pieces you need to pull together. You only have like 10 opportunities to do it. And I realized moving without thinking was going to set me back. But overthinking was going to kill the fun. And then I just froze. I just sat back on my couch. I actually leaned into my couch, almost like, if you will, that Homer Simpson gif where he's leaning into the bushes. I leaned deeper into my couch and I just sat there and I looked at the screen. I allowed my eyes to zoom in and to zoom out. And then I just looked at the screen. And as I looked at the screen, I started seeing patterns. I started seeing four of a kind in multiple places as opposed to what I saw when I first um, selected the game. In that moment, I felt like that was one of those divine revelations, like one of those meanings that you find in something random, but that's really not random. I think we call that serendipity. I realized how many times had I rushed into something, period, let alone this year, and received half of the results that I wanted because I just dashed in. I didn't take enough time to scope people's intentions. I didn't take time to scope my energy level. Like, do you have the energy to answer, to support, to be a part of, to reply, to respond? Um, how many times did I eagerly jump into things and not count the cost, right? And not look for blind spots. Like, what are the blinders? What are the, where's the group thing? Where's, where are the things that are going to bite you once you get towards the end of this goal, this project, um, this interaction, this engagement, this opportunity? And so I will say for the rest of the year, I made a much more concerted effort to literally slow down. 
I didn't achieve it every time something came my way, but I have been able to notice the difference in my responses. So for example, I can tell by slowing down, I'm not as, I'm not as, I was about to say abrasive. I have said that that word, I'm not abrasive, but I know I am direct. I'm assertive, I'm to the point, but by slowing down, I didn't quelch my own voice. I didn't censor myself. But in personal situations where there's conversations, sometimes I just didn't offer an opinion. If one wasn't solicited, if no one asked me to jump back in, sometimes I just allowed a conversation to happen without me taking up space. Sometimes in personal conversations, I was able to better understand what the person's true motives were for a conversation or a request. Because I didn't jump in eager beaver without asking questions. As I slowed down to listen more, I began hearing and noticing myself asking for more clarity to make sure what I thought they were asking for is what they were asking for. And sometimes it would say, actually, that's the beginning of it. But what I really want is, or sometimes they would say, no, that's not what I was thinking, but thank you for bringing that up. But here's more so that here's more allowed them to go even deeper into the ask to make sure we both understood what was on the table. And for me, it made me realize how many times had I jumped into something and then that's not what I thought and no longer wanted to be a part of it, but felt too much shame to renege, if you will. Work-wise, it definitely made me a much better supervisor and a much more empathetic listener. I try to show up with empathy and I try to operate out of reciprocity no matter what I'm doing, especially on my job and in the community and with my relationships. But I think sometimes when we know things have to happen, it's easy to go in as a leader and hold the line but not speak to the human element that's right in front of you. And so by slowing down, if somebody had missed a deadline, it wasn't business as usual. We're in a pandemic. I'm not going to approach the situation the way I would pre pre COVID as I call it. I made sure that I didn't drown us in that buffer response. And so let me pause. For those who never heard of a buffer response, a buffer response is basically you're layering the response so that the person can better consume it because everybody isn't like me. Like I like my tart things, my sour apple, sour candy, bitter, you know, things. They make me happy. I eat lemons by themselves Um, and they make me joyous. Some people need layers so that they can swallow the correction or the accountability. And so what I would do is I would think about the time of day that I need to have a conversation. Things that I typically do, but during COVID, I'd make sure that I knew what, you know, what type of person is this? Is the person I'm having this conversation, are they a morning person? Are they an afternoon person? Where does their energy exist? 
Also, how do they deal with correction? Do they rebound or do they need to take a lot of time afterwards to process and to start planning their next steps and just in in theory, rebound? And so as I started looking at those factors, for some people, when I had one-on-ones, I would have that one-on-one and maybe towards the end of the one-on-one at the end of the conversation, I would bring up different things that were a little bit tougher in nature, or I would create a separate meeting invitation that had a neutral topic or subject um, in the invite. And then I put in the body some things that I knew we would be discussing. So I didn't blindside them, but so that they can rearrange their day and their energy to be accountable to the things that they needed to do. Now, it may have not softened the blow of whatever news that some people had to swallow, but I think I salvaged a lot of my relationships during super tough time when I had to have those crucial conversations because I slowed down, because I paid just a little more attention to the person in front of me and integrating what they had going on that I knew about and aligning the timeliness of the information I need to share with them. So that's how slowing down helped me in a professional sense. And I would say overall, just as a human, slowing down allowed me to hear and lean into my body signals and warnings. So I think our bodies, people um, reference them as machines. And if you want to use that analogy, we can But everything gives you an indicator or a warning. Things don't just shut down and shut off all of a sudden. There's usually, if you're talking about electricity or like a grid, there's usually a crackle and pop before, you know, lights out in the neighborhood. Uh, Sometimes not, but for the most part, somebody heard something is like, oh, I thought that was da-da-da. I didn't pay attention to it, right? Right. Well, our bodies are the same. And I made sure during this pandemic I went on the offensive. I know that there are some things that I deal with in the realm of emotional health, spiritual health, health, mental health. And so I try to pay attention to how I was navigating, pay attention to my energy levels, making sure that I was leaving the day in the day, not carrying the load and the heaviness and the emotions from the day before into another week, into another month, things like that. But slowing down allowed me to notice feeling off. And when I say feeling off, it could just be, I need a break, I need a rest, or I'm having a hard time comprehending things that I normally would be able to understand, or I'm just dealing with cognitive overload. I can't handle the multiple priorities the way that I used to. Or I can tell you right now something that I'm really leaning into because I've slowed down and I'm on break right now from a lot of things in my life. I've noticed that I have some elements that people typically call dyslexia where you're transposing. Somebody sent me a wonderful Christmas gift and I literally almost didn't receive it because I transposed my address. I had been transposing a part of my address for about three three weeks and 
I had a delivery person um, that I almost got into it with. Um, my Christmas package almost didn't make it to me. I actually had to hound down the floors to make sure I got it. And it wasn't until a faithful driver who actually put some effort into it and called me when he, he said a couple of magic words of saying, I'm going to 105, but it's taking me to the forest. And I'm thinking our address is on the building. What are you talking about? But then when he, he repeated the same sentence again, he was like, 105 is taking me to the forest. And at that point, I knew exactly what I did. And I know that when I get busy, I don't catch details. When I'm overloaded, I, I the minor stuff, and I call it minor stuff, it slips through my fingers. I can double check all I want, but because my brain can see the correct version, even if it's written in reverse or inverse, I will skip all past it. And when I realized what I had been doing, I... I went into a little bit of a shame spiral, but not not too big of a one. Um, but I immediately told my sisters. I told people who I know to, uh, that had like cards coming to me. Um, luckily for me, my USPS, they are amazing. Hats off to everybody with the postal service. I've always been a postal service person. Thank you, thank you, thank you. To all carriers as well. They auto-corrected. They knew what it was. They know my address. Plus, I have an address correct in the system. And so they went on and delivered my mail anyway. And when I say that's important to me, I've lived in cities. I'm going to say it. Indianapolis is not one of them. There are some cities where one thing is wrong, one thing is left off. They're not going to work with you. Like, it's just a wrap. Like, you just won't get your mail. They'll send it back to the sender, and that's that. And Indianapolis, I mean, no shade, but... It would, it would be minor tweets, and and it's not the whole postal system there. It's just I, at one address, I dealt with somebody who was just unrelentless and heartless. I said it. Um, and they would send everything back. So anyway, thank you for those who were in the spirit and worked through my mistake. But going back to the slowdown part and going back to what I really want to hone in with this mistake, I told other people so that I wouldn't stay in shame. I told other people so I could hold myself accountable to, I need to now continue to slow down and find out why I'm transposing. I know during that period, um, I was trying to wrap things up to go on break and it's easy to make those kind of mistakes. But the thing about it, because I took the time to slow down in that moment, I didn't stay at Embarrassment Street. I didn't stay at Shane um, Boulevard. I put a note to myself that, hey, the next time you go talk to your doctor, you need to talk to them about this whole incident. Give them some context to what you were doing. But also, let's slow down and let's find out what your body is warning you of. Some of it could be cognitive overload. Some of it could be doing way too much, but it may be something else going on. And because I'm slowing down and because I'm trying to take my health seriously and because we're in a pandemic and we can't take anything for granted, my slow down and that lens of you know what was happening with me transposing is going to allow me to hopefully avert something if there's anything off. Um, hopefully the timeliness of me, you know, working through my precision will yield a positive result. So I wanted to just share those examples with you all about, you know, 
how slowing down has impacted me in 2020 um, because we all went through a lot this year and we all navigated some things that maybe we never navigated before. And I think it's important for us to slow down, take a look back, honor what allowed us to grow, honor what allowed us to learn new things about ourselves, positive, negative, and neutral. And then honor how we can continue to be even better versions of ourselves for self, for our community, for our loved ones, and all the relationships and networks we interface with daily. So I thank you all for your time today, listening to the wrap up for 2020 on Sister Love. Whatever you're doing, make some time for yourself. Slow down. Slow down in your responses to people. Slow down to hear what your body and mind has to tell you. Slow down so that you can get a new perspective. Slow down so that you can honor what's right in front of you today. I'm Renna Rainbow. This has been your wrap up day two on Sister Love. We see you tomorrow as we get through 2020 together. Take care.